As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 111. Investing in the stock markets. Chainers and everyone out there in the money clan, welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. So Katie, today our topic is all about investing in the stock markets. Yeesh, Den, the markets have been rough lately. Yeah, so anyone that's currently checking this out, we are recording the week of October 12th, so... Basically, we've just had a major crash. Well, not a major crash. I'd say a little bit of a market correction. And, you know, like we thought it would be cool to push out an episode that gives people a bit of an idea as to what they should be doing when stuff like this does happen. Well, yeah. And my brother was just here for the weekend and we talked a lot about it because he is in finance. You're also in finance. And we invest our money in the stock market. So it's just a natural topic of conversation. So I kind of feel like we've been talking about this all weekend. <laughs> yeah, it really does feel that way. <laughs> well, yeah. So are you ready to dive right into today's episode? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Katie. So I'd like to chat to you a little bit about why you should be investing in the stock market. Dan, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been about a year now since I have been investing because before I basically just kept all my money in a savings account, like right where I could see it. It was safe. Nothing could happen to it. And when we first started talking about money together, it made me really uncomfortable to think about investing in the stock market, mainly because I knew, first of all, to make money, you needed to invest. But I also remember like the huge stuff, like when all the stock markets crashed and everything back in 2008, it made me really kind of nervous to 
put any money in because I didn't want to lose anything. Right. And also taking a step back, millennials as a generation are the generation that's investing the least amount just generally and stuff. And I think it's for that very reason, you know, the financial crisis was sort of the beginning of when millennials started entering the workforce. And a lot of people saw people lose tons of money. They were very apprehensive to start doing it. So, you know, like, but ultimately the reason you have to invest is compounding and it isn't for, oh, you may earn 5% over the next year. That's not a big issue. It's that 5% going in constantly and constantly reinvesting. And the power of that over a long period of time is maybe, you know, that hundred dollars becomes with a thousand dollars in a couple years time. And yes, it's going to take a long time, but it's going to set you up in a really good position for later in life because now you have some more substantial wealth saved up. Well, and now that I understand what compounding is and we've looked at graphs and charts and everything, it stings a little bit to know if I would have started saving a hundred dollars a month 10 years ago when I was 20, how much more money I would have now. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> that's the sting factor right there where it's like, oh man, if I would have just had it together because people will tell you invest your money. Like when you're talking to your grandparents or old aunts and uncles or even like coworkers, people always say like, make sure you invest in your money and save your money. But that's all they tell you. They but don't tell nobody you how tells to do it you that and that I that's that's the problem. That's what we need to change. We know to do it. How do we do it? Yeah. I, Katie, I completely agree with you. It's, it's that lack of education. And to be honest, people need to take the next step and sort of try and figure out what they should be doing. And Katie, you know, this is something that really stems from risk and reward. You know, if you don't want to risk anything, you're not going to have the reward to, to benefit from. And when it comes to investing, you know, there's different levels of risk you can take on. You can say, oh, I want a very conservative approach. I'm just going to leave my money in the savings accounts and earn 0.05% interest in a year. Or you could be a bit more aggressive and put in the, in the stock market or the bond market or even have a bit of cryptocurrencies as like an alternative investment. You know, there, there's a million different ways that you can add risk to your portfolio. So can I ask you a quick question, Dan? Yeah, sure. Because when we talk about stock markets, people are always talking about how the stock market, you know, fluctuates. But if you want to be more conservative, invest in the S&P 500. Yeah, so... So can you... Like explain that a little bit to me because I have stock in the S&P 500 and then I have stock in like tech companies and, you know, other stuff. But what makes the S&P 500 more secure? Okay, so it's not that it's necessarily a lot more secure. I would say that it's low risk. Mm. However, it's all relative. But here's the thing, right? The S&P 500 is something called an index and an index will track something. So in this case, the S&P 500 tracks the 500, I think it's the largest companies by market cap, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, it, it may also be the fastest growing companies. Like There, there are a couple of different in, indexes and depending on what you want to invest and what exposure you have, you can basically, the, you can buy the S&P 500 and that's also called buying the market because ultimately if the entire market goes down that day, you're going to go down. However, Ooh. if you were to hold an individual stock, like maybe you bought Amazon, and Amazon's gone up 5%, you share in that 5%. But the 
the reason it's less risky is what happens if Amazon makes headlines that they did something wrong and all of a sudden their production is going to be cut by like 50%, mm. you know, and stuff like that does happen to companies. So by investing in an index like the S&P 500, you invested in a whole bunch of different companies all at the same time. So your risk is more spread. So like safety in numbers. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, and if something happens to one company, you're probably not going to be affected. Yeah, because there's the others to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. made up of a, a big basket. So you, you're going to, you're going to be okay. Oh, okay. So I, I think that this leads perfectly into the next thing, which is diversification. And how important is that case? Super duper. <laughs> it's probably the thing we chat about most on Chain Wall, and that's talking about how important it is to diversify our portfolio. And, you know, that can't be in the market itself. So you may have a lot of money in the stock markets, mm-hmm. right? But just because you've invested in the S&P 500 and that's an index fund doesn't mean you're necessarily diversified. So you should be also looking at other asset classes. And a great example is maybe real estate. You know, like if you buy a house and have that as sort of an, an, another asset, another type of investment, even if the stock market collapses, the real estate market may be fine or the bond market may be fine or cryptocurrencies could be fine. So sort of moving your risk around is something that's so important. So are there, you talk about real estate, stock market, bond market, sometimes depending on how you feel, cryptocurrency, are there any other like, areas where you could invest money to that isn't talked about as often? Katie, there are a million different ways that you could be investing and things you can invest in. As an example, another type of asset class is commodities. So you could maybe buy gold or oh. silver or platinum or something like that. Or, you know, like you could also invest in stuff like futures on certain things. So maybe you think the price of corn is going to go up next year because there's going to be less stuff sold. You can buy futures that give you exposure to that particular market. Oh, I I knew you could could invest in gold. I didn't think people actually did that anymore. Oh, like and people then definitely I, do that. I talked to somebody, I forget who, but he was like, definitely, I have gold at my house just in case. Like not yeah. not like a million dollars worth of gold, but he said like like a couple of chunks just in case it's like a backup security type thing for him. Yeah, and like the thing that I don't like about gold is that it is a non-income producing asset. So, you know, the the metal is still the metal. It's not gonna change over time. You're not getting dividends or earnings or stuff like that. So I'm not a big fan of it, but it is definitely good to diversify for these very reasons if something bad does happen in the markets. I think he had it stashed next to like a jug of water and some canned <laughs> soup. For, like in preparation for like a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so what do you think about market risk? So the the risk that the whole market just crashes. It stresses me out, to be honest with you. Uh, just because I don't like things that are not in my control. I will say it used to stress me out much more when I had was more new to investing. I used to check my Robinhood account, I want to say, 75 times a day. <laughs> and I would know, like, because I wanted to know, like, have I lost all... Like, I only started with $50. But... To me, that $50 was important. And I every time I went on to look, I was expecting it to be like down to like $10. Like it just all were to have gone. And over time, 
I started saying like, okay, now it's $51 and it's $55. And that made me feel a little bit more comfortable with investing a little bit more money at a time. Uh, now I'm up to about, I invest about $100 every time I get paid. So, and it's nice because I, I have now gone through a little bit of a time where I have lost money, but then I have stuck with it and I have seen it come back and even grow a little bit more. Yeah, so just to talk some more about the market-specific risk, you know, like my portfolio personally, I was very heavy in tech stocks. And so we're now in like mid-October. So we've just had a big market correction, I want to say. And I went down a substantial amount of money in my personal portfolio. Oh, and weren't you crazy? <laughs> I was very upset. It was a rough <laughs> couple of days. Yeah, but... I think the important thing to realize is when you buy something, you take on a lot of risk and you know, you want to be diversified in what you're invested in and make sure that you're not too heavy. And when big corrections do happen or big or small corrections, it's a time to sort of evaluate your current position and say, am I too heavy in this particular asset or whatever it is that you're invested in? Because if you are, it's maybe an opportunity to sort of start switching it up and putting, okay, maybe I've got too much in tech. Let's stop buying some utility companies to try and get different sort of risks. Or, hey, let's maybe put some more money in the bond market because I've got a lot of money tied up in stocks and I think that interest rates are going to keep going up. So there definitely is a lot of stuff you can do, but ultimately you have to sort of figure that out. So are you reevaluating your investing strategy, Dan? Um. No, I'm not reevaluating my investment strategy. I'm reevaluating what assets I'm invested in. Hmm. So I may want to change it up or maybe leave it the way it is. But when I'm buying more assets, I want to then move away into other types of assets and well, the different types of companies and stuff like that. Okay, fair enough. So what do you think you should be doing when the market does go down, Kate? So I feel like I know the right answer, <laughs> but then I have my real life answer. Okay. So I'd love to hear your real life answer first. Okay. So my real life answer is obviously panic because when you see, like if you invested quite a bit of money and then like you said last week, you lost quite a bit of money. My real life answer is to panic and want to take that money out and I'm not up for this and it's too stressful and I want to keep my money safe and, 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 right? Yeah. That's my real life answer. But I know the right answer. It's all about perspective. And when the markets go down, that is supposed to be the perfect time to buy new stock. Correct. So the way that I like to look at this is imagine you go into a store and you price the new iPhone and the new iPhone is currently <laughs> trading at $1,200. We know you can buy it for $1,200. So that's the current price. And imagine that is the market price right now. Imagine coming back a day later and that same phone with the same features is now $600. It's on sale. It's on sale. Like it's, <laughs> You're literally buying the exact same thing that it was the day before, but this time the price is dramatically lower. Mm -hmm. And yes, you have lost quite a bit of money in the process if you are holding that asset, but it's a great buying opportunity, which is also another thing to keep in mind. Maybe don't be fully invested. Maybe have a little bit of cash on the side for buying opportunities where you're like, all right, when this does go down, I'm going to all of a sudden load up on 
whatever stock I've been watching. So kind of like when you go to Costco and you, you know, load up on toilet paper or something. Exactly. You just load up on <laughs> shares of Amazon. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right, it's what, like almost $2,000 a share. Everyone can just load up on Amazon shares. <laughs> so I think basically what I'm hearing you say is when it comes to your investment, if you're in your, you know, mid to late 20s, early 30s, like we are, it's a long-term game. You know, we're going to be invested in many decades, you know, right. hopefully anyway. <laughs> so many decades, it's a long-term game and you have to think long-term, which can be hard sometimes. Yeah. And also the thing is market corrections do happen and a lot of people panic, but ultimately it's part of the business cycle. It's a normal cycle, you know, it it can't always be good times, you know, it has to come back. We have to go into recession to hit reboots. If there's too much strain on one part of the economy, we need to sort of get that next step in. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Well, one thing I do want to add to kind of ease a little bit of anxiety through Robinhood, which is where, how, that's how we invest in the stock market. There is you can put stop losses in place. And then do you want to, you're better with stop losses. So could you uh, explain that a little bit? Sure. So a stop loss is an automatic order that you've told your brokerage company to sell your asset if it goes below a certain price. So you're not going to lose, you'll lose a little bit, yeah. but you're not going to lose everything. Right. So say I buy something for a hundred dollars and I've got a stop loss at 95 if my asset goes down to 95, it'll automatically sell. So um, then you get to keep the rest of your money. Yeah. So like, well, yeah, like it, it becomes cash because it's sold and you can then go and reinvest that in whatever it is. So that puts a little bit of relief on my shoulders. It makes me feel like, okay, I can afford to lose five or $10, but I definitely, I don't want to lose all of it. And I think that that's a really nice feature to have. Right. But also something else is that to do realize is that often what happens is when there is a sell-off, because people have stop losses in place, it causes a lot of selling. And what it, when a lot of selling happens, the price goes down. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of has like a knock-on effect in that you've now sold for 95, the price goes down to 93. And, you know, then maybe someone else had a stop loss in 93. So then it goes down again. So it's very easy for these sort of triggers to keep going on. It's like the chicken and the egg. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So Katie, I think we've touched on some very interesting and important things for people. What are your biggest takeaways? Yeah, so my big takeaways, uh, earlier on we talked about the how. How do you invest? And there's, you can invest in a multitude of things. You can, you know, buy investment properties. You can invest in the stock market and a great way to kind of get your feet wet with that is through the Robinhood app. It's free in your app store. Um, so super easy to work with that. So that's a good way. And I think really just keeping a long-term game approach and sticking with it and not panicking. Yeah, totally agree with you. So do you have any uh, tweet of the week for us? I do. So I want to give a huge shout out to Chantel. Chantel was actually on the podcast um, a couple episodes ago. I don't remember her episode number specifically, um, but she tweeted out that she was down in her student loan payment to, I think, about 16000 So that is incredible. You go, girl. I've just checked it out. So it's episode 87 if anyone wants to check it out. And she has, I want to say, one of the most 
relatable story. She's very relatable and her story is incredible. So if you are feeling like you need like a bit of inspiration, like it, it's, you know, getting cold out and I don't, wherever you are, if you're not in Virginia, it's always gray here. So that kind of can put a damper on your mood a bit. If you need a little bit of a lift up, definitely check out that episode because she I left that conversation feeling really inspired. Definitely, yeah. And once again, if you guys would like to join the Money Clan, head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. There you'll be able to join our Facebook community of like-minded people looking to achieve financial greatness. And it has been so much fun. People have really been chatting and we've been talking to everybody and it's really fun to see everybody's different goals. So definitely check it out. Awesome. We'll catch you on the flip side. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.